Hey listeners, and we're back for a new year 2021 after a long extended vacation. Still wallowing in the backlog of the end of 2020, but working it off. Here we are at the start of a new year, with new aspirations and hope for many. Yet sadly, 2021 is still wreaking havoc worldwide. COVID is ramping up and businesses are still badly affected despite the first rounds of vaccines being distributed. Sentiment seemed to have been that things would be better by this year, but it seems that by early 2022, things will return to a norm, hopefully. Yet here at EOA, we fully embraced remote and live, and hopefully doing more live episodes regularly with guests who are remote. You can follow the Twitter to see when this is happening. Also, if anyone is an editor, I'm looking for some help to help speed up the post-production process. You can contact me at alex.entrepreneursofasia.com. For today's episode, my good friend Alan Ding shares his wild story. In between the lines, there are so many lessons one can learn from the power of compounding money, time and experience, to dealing with the regret and trauma and drama of past experiences. In part one, Alan recounts his early days from working at a supercomputer in San Diego to him joining a startup with the genius Steve Roddenberg, who had a series of successful startups and was an early engineer at Angel Studios, which famously later became Rockstar Games. Alan also shares his later experiences working on commercializing a product that touched over 100 million users worldwide. We also get to hear a little bit about how Alan grown as a leader and decided on his path building a profitable business. And probably by this year, 2021, he'll have close to 100 engineers under his management with a growing client base. If you want to hear how the story of one becomes a high quality sought after engineer, definitely listen to part one. In part two, we get more tactile and hear from Alan how he thinks about tech and the more pragmatic aspects of being an engineer, which has advice for both business and technical entrepreneurs alike. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Alan. How are you? I'm fine, Alex. Uh, How are you? Yes. So we have Alan Ding with us. He's the CEO of Snappy Mob. You can follow him at Ramalamadingdong at Twitter. I'm just kidding. No, I'm it's, kidding. It's, it's actually a lot simpler. It's A L Ding. Right? Yes, that's right. Which uh, what's the L? Uh, it's it's actually Alan. Oh, A-L- Chinese name Alan. Uh, or is it? It's actually my middle name, which is Luan. Luan. Okay, so A yeah, L Ding. Yeah, okay, that's a quite. It's okay. One, not bad. It's I'm okay. sure there's someone it's trying okay. to get it. It's okay. Uh, there's quite a few. I was doing research on you. There's quite a few Alan Dings. There's, there there there's, are. It's a very popular yes. Chinese name. There's there's yes. Alan Ding, the ring designer. Yes. Uh, head of intelligence of customer service of Ant Financial. Okay. The one with the failed wow, IPO. Okay. Uh, DJ Ding Dong from Van City, Canada. Okay. Yes, but this, this is Alan Ding from Kuala Lumpur. Yes. Uh, how would you describe yourself as a person, Alan? I'm intro, an introvert for sure. Um, I'm very analytical, I think. So I try to make uh decisions and i try to think in terms of you know logic um data whatnot um i'm fairly quiet or antisocial. how, how yeah, what yeah. would your how would your friends describe you um i'd say people who truly know me they probably know i'm a bit hot-headed honestly really yes i am hot-headed if you if you work with me a lot, you, I, I kind of keep things inside, um, maybe a bit of a temper, but only when I get very frustrated. Um, I think it's born out of really caring about things. And I don't, I'm not trying to position that as you're trying to, you're not trying to deflect. I'm not trying to yeah. deflect. I'm not trying to like yeah, make yeah. that a good thing. I actually think it's a bad thing okay. myself. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I, I care very much about 
you know, doing things good enough, whatever that threshold means uh, for me. And sometimes, uh, often that means uh, for me. And sometimes, uh, often that gets on uh, people's, you know, nerves or makes people upset. Um, And that comes true often when you know me a bit better, you know, hopefully not in a host, you know, I wouldn't say it's completely negative, but, um, it's something, you know, for transparency, um, that clients might not see, I'm sorry. I mean, my customers might not see, but when we do our work, working with our team, um, I'm very passionate. Maybe if it was the PC way I'd put it. Why, 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 why customers, not clients? What do you mean? Um, is there a difference in meaning? Oh, um, actually, no, I, I don't think there's necessarily something. So there's something nothing yeah, bad. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I did, we're actually working on sort of SaaS as well. Oh, no. SaaS? Yeah. Okay. Like some SaaS. Small. You know, not, okay. Software as a service. Yeah, software as a service. You know, um, nothing revolutionary. Okay. So that's why you would say customer versus client? Yeah. I'm just trying to generalize a bit too. Okay. You know, okay, like okay. all the people that, uh, I thought, I thought maybe there, there's a pejorative meaning and no, 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 no. And, no. And, so in short summary, and, and this is what, this is very interesting because this is what you said. You first start off with some introspective thoughts about, you know, you as a person being introverted, mm-hmm. um, being detail oriented, uh, being data driven. Yep. Well, then, how you put it. That's way better than how yeah. I did. <laughs> and then, uh, what you end up following with the other question is that, uh, people actually don't know this other side of you, and you're correct because I, I worked with you previously yep, yep. Uh, as a client, I guess, right? Yeah, 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 yeah as a client, right? As a client. And uh, right, I would have never guessed you would have yep. been hot headed. Yep. And that's how you kind of put that. You you say that it's because you are because uh, you care so much, yep. and you, you may say that's a bad thing because um, I think that it impacts the dynamic of the work yep. culture that you're trying to build. Yep. On, and, you're, and you're saying this from a leadership perspective, right? Yep. Uh, but at the same time, you know. Uh, that's also good from a client perspective because they, they can see someone mm-hmm. as uh, be, you actually, you're, you're not the, you know, kind of shop and uh, that where you take a client in and you just throw whatever and then uh, you yep. get like crap product at the end, right? No, no value. Yep. Yep. I mean, we definitely, we, we definitely uh, do not want to deliver anything that's yeah. uh, quote unquote crap to any client, like no matter yeah. who they, they deserve better, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, just from, I wouldn't say a company perspective, but just from a personal perspective, it it would it would be embarrassing, or it would just mm. feel awful to have your name attached to this thing. That um, you know, I I would where the size and number of projects now where I can't say oh everything is the best ever. You know, no. obviously that's not true, but um, we we have a, a internal and sort of myself. I have this threshold of thing. This thing needs to be good enough. I I yeah. can't I can't know that there's something obviously. Part of your philosophy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so that's what I'd say does drive um, me and us a lot. And uh, I, I guess I do think there's a sweet spot in terms of, um, you know, I don't think that you can have a team of dispassionate people who are not really mm-hmm. interested in doing good stuff. And, and so at least for me, my regret is I, I know sometimes I'll be take it too far. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I wish I didn't push that hard during that time mm-hmm. you know? but i think yeah in general you, you push you push a bit often yeah all the time like because you know people are at yeah 70 percent or 80 percent of what they do in you're, like yeah. by default maybe you're, you're coming in swinging there's so much to unpack there yeah <laughs> um 
before before people get pissed off, uh, yeah. let, let's let's concisely describe uh, in one sentence what a snappy mob. All right. Um, so snappy mob is an app, a mobile and web app uh, development agency, and we essentially help um, other companies, you know, uh, develop products that they might not be able to develop on their own. You've been doing this for eight years, eight years now. now. Yeah. Eight years, eight years now. now. So yeah. A few more years gonna come up to a decade. Yep, yep, yep. So and definitely uh, a lot of learnings there. Yep. We've uh we've learned a lot ourselves. I've learned yeah. a lot myself. Okay, so so two follow ups from that. So now we know what Snappy Mob is and kind of a little bit who you are. Um first 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 question is uh where where do you think that philosophy comes from, right? Good, it, it, good you know, I, I read a few of your PR and yep. uh, I feel this is a point you're honing on. And I feel that has also been your selling point when uh, if we, we first approached you for, for our first development yep. project with Jetsbury. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, where is this rooted in? Um, honestly, I, if I, if I pick a kind of singular moment, it probably is um, from my time in university. And, uh, University of San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In San Diego. Um, cause we were pushed really hard, you know, in classes and, mm. like, uh, you know, like it, it was definitely a very different experience from anything that came before it mm-hmm. in terms of level of challenge, level of expectations, you know, for our, you know, we didn't even have programming classes. We just had computer science mm-hmm. classes and they toss you in and say, here's the project. Then, go figure it out, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, not only do you have to figure it out, if you want to do well, um, it has to be good, you mm-hmm. know, whatever you come up with. And we, you know, I think if I had to pinpoint, I, honestly, I can't really say, but I guess that that really helped to start shaping the types of things. So, um, so nothing further back, you think? Honestly, I don't think so. Cause before that I was pretty chill, <laughs> chill. You know, life was good. Yeah, life is good. Not a care in the world. I mean, I kind of liked doing you know, development here and there, but I wouldn't say I'm, I was approaching it from a very disciplined perspective. So, so no one in your household is this. No one in your family cares too much about something because it sounds well, very particular, right? Well, actually, well, I guess my siblings do. So, so maybe I mean, I have typical parents who are pushing the kids hard. Yeah, I guess yeah, t- tiger parents. <laughs> yeah, but actually, with me, they were really. Lacks compared to my. Are you siblings. the youngest? I'm the youngest. Yeah, yeah. youngest. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm the youngest. So <laughs> you like, got off easy. Yeah, I, I got off really easy. I, I could pick what I wanted to do, but um, my elder sister and brother, they would go be doctors, go be doctors, mm. became doctors, okay. still doctors. You know? Good, ch- good children at loose end. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, and I was my grades were okay-ish, but not really good. Okay, and I wasn't really pressured into you have to be a doctor, or maybe it doesn't seem grades are good enough to. How did how did you get to University of San Diego if your grades weren't good enough? That sounds a tough. I mean, it's a pretty um, good program, right? For, yeah. Especially for you to computer science or yeah, for sure. I'd say it, it plays it pretty pretty rigorous, especially if you're there. It's not necessarily like na- name brand. Okay, some yeah, others. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I rate it as a pretty. But you see, in general, program. just high quality. I'd say, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'd say if you care. You when care. you're there, if you care, yeah. then you can really get more get out of okay. something out of it. Yeah. If you don't care, like you can still get through. I think yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah. of my Definitely. classmates with that. Yeah. Um, so if you take advantage of it, it's a really awesome experience. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but for me, so so I I just wanted to um, go study in the U.S. for some reason, and then you watch a lot of TV. 
Yes. Yes. Okay, like comics, go. TV, you know, all that stuff. American okay. soft culture for the power. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, okay, you know, where do you want to study? I, I literally had no idea. So, so well, U.S. seems good. You know. And then why California? Uh, well, obviously, I mean, you know, that's the name you see all over. Is it? Yeah. Like, I, well, I guess from here, at least. What were you consuming? I mean, because there's New York. Well, true, I guess. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's, that's true, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Somehow West Coast stuck with you. Yeah. So we're West Coast oriented. And actually, I, I guess I was kind of into tech in general. So I was trying to figure out, okay, if I, mm. if I go somewhere in California, I maybe can end up in some company over there. That's sort of the thinking. Well, what does, what does that mean you were into tech back then? Oh, just reading. If I read loosely. The, yeah. Really loosely. If I read the newspaper, okay. I was like into gadgets and games and, computers that's almost every probably yeah, yeah science yeah. background right? yeah yeah. It, yeah it really is very very typical yeah but but i but i wasn't someone who was were you a tinkerer hacker just a tiny bit nothing compared to some people i know yeah like I, i'd be doing really basic kind of programming but not doing any projects you know mm, or i think okay serious yeah Fair and, enough. Uh, yeah but then so so i got into uh uh, so first I went to community college. Okay. So that's what, um, Ventura, yeah, Ventura College, Ventura college yeah, so was. Was that like, in California? Yeah. It's like, it's okay. this small, well, not that small, but kind of, it's a county, uh, 30, 40 miles north of LA. Okay. Um, and that's, pretty that's nice, like a yeah. beach, beach town kind of place. So then I went there, I got a bit of a culture shock cause, <laughs> cause, uh, cause you know, all my classes are just like, um, it's community college. Yeah, it's like liberal <laughs> arts and stuff, you know. And I was like, how come I'm not learning any programming? Like, I didn't really, you know, computer science programming. Was there was there a computer science class for community? Oh, there, there were. So so I ended up taking a few. So okay. it took a while to kind of. I mean, this should have come before, I guess, but it took a while after getting the for me to navigate and figure out. Oh, okay, you know, this is what I have to do if I mm. want to go and um, study. You know, well, you figured out by yourself then, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How so, did how did that come about? Um, lots of reading and just, you know, talking to counselors. And I stuff. mean, something must have clicked in your environment. People yeah. you're surrounded with or you just um, were stuck in a bad place or. Um, well, I think even, so I think culture shock was pretty good because it gives you something to do. Mm. Um, or something to focus on. So, okay, yeah, this is shocking. This is very different and you don't really have friends or, mm-hmm. you know, anyone to talk to yet. And so, you know, you, maybe it's a good reset, I think, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so then I got really into, you know, um, the classes, figure out which classes, like, yeah. I need to take, um, figure out, um, what I needed to do to kind of get into some program, some CS program somewhere. Okay. Um, and then I fixated on that a lot, I guess. So, um, after the first, um, first year? Yeah. First semester. First semester, okay. Yeah, because they were using semesters. Um, I, that got me really, I just latched on and did pretty well. And, um, you know, did that for two years. Which means you had a knack for it then. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, after the initial culture shock, I actually really enjoyed it. Even, so at first I thought, I was like, man, what's going on? Like, how, like, I just have one, mm-hmm programming class or it's not even it's just it's not even cs or anything you know no um but then all the rest of the stuff ended up being really enjoyable um even even for community college uh and i, I still kind of respect that now because my 
all my teachers, my lecturers, they, they really got me into almost every single class, random classes, which is really good, you know, um, logic, um, American history, whatever it was, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. just random classes. Okay. More, yeah. more liberal arts. Yeah, like I really enjoyed it actually. You okay, know, I see like, what you mean. So you actually started to embrace the the system, the yeah, schooling, yeah, yeah. the education. Yeah. And then we had one um, astronomy class, and that was awesome. Like, that that sounds so American, liberal arts. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, not my experience. I, I can't explain how awesome that class was, you know, because you know you had to do all this these things you never do in Malaysia, right? You know, like yeah. by the end of the semester you have to go, you know, write a report about you know, you know the solar system or whatever, you know. And Did then, you have to wake up at four AM and then go look at the stars somewhere deep in the forest? Yeah, no, actually <laughs> uh, it's kinda cool because we're in um north of LA, right? And yeah. so I had to do this kind of solo field trip to uh Griffith Park in LA. National Park? Uh, it's not a national park. It's, um, it's actually right in, I'm probably getting geography wrong, but it, it's right next to Hollywood or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's this big hill on LA and you, um, you, you see it in some movies and they all, they always film from there. You get this great vantage point of LA actually. Mm. So, so I had to go there, right. You know, do lots of research, yeah. you know, write paper, all that stuff. And then, you know, um, but yeah, it was cool, you know, very Okay. Engaging. I think that's the word I'd use. Very okay. engaging if you care. Yeah. And so, so I think stuff that got me into the swing of things. Yeah. Okay. Then, then you just basically started to care. Yeah. About things in general. Yeah. Anything about the California culture then? I, I'd the, say, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say even before university, the, the teaching regimen, or maybe just the ones I kind of encountered, they were very, I think rigorous is the way. Yeah. That means uh, this was a pretty high quality community college then. I mean, it's a community college, but I mean, this guy's, you know, he, he has a PhD from Caltech, you know, she has a PhD from huh. Berkeley and they are teaching. You, I you know? feel my community college in New Jersey was very different. Really? <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. I mean, I, I don't think it's bad right. either. And I think you're probably right. It's what you make of it. Right. Um, but I guess that it's a very viable proposition because people always talk about that, right? Go to community college for, first for two years right. and then transfer to the school that you want to go right, to right. as long as you do well and you care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, like I, at that point, I didn't even really, honestly, if you asked me back then my first year, which universities do you want to go to? I'd be like, I don't know, like, yeah. which one's good? What does good mean? Okay, I, so you didn't even know about I universities even, I didn't then. know anything. To be fair, yeah, I think yeah. most people were that. Yeah, yeah. At least I, I was probably. Yeah. I just knew I wanted to be in the city and right. I applied to the schools that only would accept. I obviously couldn't get into Columbia or NYU. Yeah. I went to Fordham then, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, before we, we continue with that, yeah. I kind of want to go back. Um, what, what, what 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 are some of the clients that Snappy Mob serves uh, have served globally or locally that are that are big cool. that maybe someone that might recognize? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, Jetspree, of course. <laughs> That's it's been, been, it's been a while. Um, I don't know if people are going to recognize that. We 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 barely found product market fit. Then COVID hit, and it's travel related. So, and then I left. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah. We, well, we, we've got sort of a diverse, more diverse clientele nowadays. Um, it, it used to be when we started very foreign clients because those were where our friends were from and contacts were from but nowadays um uh i guess locally some names that kind of stand out i guess would be uh star we've done a few projects for the star media the star group. okay the media yep uh, media news, it's really the largest newspaper in malaysia probably yep, right? yep. yeah we actually don't work on the newspaper though we've been uh, um, doing uh, a lot of work on the radio side of things yeah they uh yeah i i, I met the chairman one day and they, they do a lot of investments. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, and they, they have a lot of things outside the, that Malaysia they do, they do. and they have a lot of money. 
Um, even though the newspaper side I heard was not doing too well from yeah. other people. And this year is not a good year for media in general. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not. Depending. I think podcasts are doing That's great. That's true. The <laughs> podcasts are doing well. Like, yeah. podca- uh, you know, podcasts is where you're going to be right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we, we've done work for um, CIMB Foundation. I guess CMB, uh, one yeah, of the CSRL, in Asia, right? CMB, yeah. So, okay. So that was a pretty good project. It's kind of um, something we're pretty proud of. Um, we've done, um, we've been doing quite a bit of work for uh, the University of Adelaide, and so that's oh, okay. Uh, Australia, big, yeah, in Australia. Um, so that's a pretty big project. You know, we've been working on that for a while. Also, something I'm personally proud of, but you know, it's a, it's a bit more for research businessy system so but i mean these these have helped you grow a lot yeah, when, I, when i first approached you at uh, three four years ago yep. uh you in a much smaller office maybe it's maybe twice the size of this conference room or even smaller yeah 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 right Definitely. and then you had a team of 10 no yeah no yeah i think 20 we, we did jets pre we had like 20 six or seven six or seven even so yeah. six or seven right yeah, yeah yeah and now you've grown to 40 people yeah i think Actually, right now we're just just a, just a couple people below sixty. Actually, sixty I, people I now, and that's uh, yeah. wow, that's massive, especially for a development agency company in Malaysia. Yeah, right? yeah, that means it's getting to be one of the bigger ones. Would you say? Um, so, I, I from my perspective, I, I call it maybe more medium, medium okay. sized. Yeah, because we're modest, definitely not okay. in the same league as the consultancies. You know, the large ones. But those guys don't care about quality. Well. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but like, I know what we I'll care about. I'll say it. <laughs> I, I, I know what we care about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, I mean to, to be fair, though, as you scale, um, it gets tougher to maintain quality, even if you care. Like, yeah. you, you really have to. That's something we're going to talk about yeah. for sure. Um, so let's briefly go over your, your, your history very quickly. Born and raised in KL? Uh, no, actually in Perak. Oh, Perak. Yes. Wow. Yes, uh, yes. And what does that mean again? Uh, uh, silver, silver, the silver, right? state, so, silver yes. state. Uh, no, but no silver there. No, no. <laughs> tin. It's like tin, tin, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know that. So then your your family's still there. Family's still there. Okay. Well, parents. Okay, your your parents are yeah, still there. Siblings but, that, uh, but outside of Malaysia. But now Kale's your yeah. uh, Kuala Lumpur is your home now. Yep. Yep. So then you said earlier you got your start at Ventura College, which I now know is a community yep. college, which you did for two years. Yep. And then you did. Three years at University yeah, the, of San Diego. Yep, University of California, San Diego. Sorry, University the, of California. Oh, sorry, it says there's, there's another one. There, there is. Uh, the US, University of San Diego. Would be it's not a UC. Very, it's not a UC, but it's also very focused on... If you said you went to University of San Diego, I'd be uh, your lawyer, because that, that's what ah, they were okay. really uh, okay. known for. Yeah. Yes. And you did an internship at San Diego Supercomputer Center? Yeah, that was, that was my f- real first... Interaction um, with tech? Yeah, well, I'd say... Uh, I'd almost call it commercial experience just because the work that we did was hardcore, I guess, is the way I put it. What uh, is it exactly? So people don't, because I don't think people will know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it might get. Is it an actual supercomputer? Uh, yeah, they, uh, it's one of, uh, there's an actual supercomputer center in the university, and supercomputer really does mean it, there yes. was a supercomputer yeah, back yeah. then, which is supercomputers then were a bit different from how they are nowadays. Okay. Um, but anyway, th- this is, it's basically a research center. And okay. then uh, I got in through some research kind of program or kind of, it wasn't quite an internship. It was really a undergraduate research experience. Okay. Program. So actually, so it was actual research, real research experience. Yep. Yep. And, um, and so did that for a while. And I, I'd say that that was also another kind of 
formative experience because you're working with really um, intense researchers. Intense researchers. <laughs> like yes, that's the cream great. Of the cream, right? And you feel, um, am I supposed to be, be here? here? Yeah, that's like, after one year of being in UCSD, right? Yep, yep, yep. How, how do you you come from uh, not caring to somewhat caring to jumping to UCSD, and now you are working in this intense research? Yeah. I, well, I guess that, that was a small an application. You know, you know, are you interested in this? There must be lot, yeah. lots of people apply, and you get well. There you go. A lot of people are applying. That yep. means you stood out then. Yeah, maybe, but I maybe I don't know. Are you being like, modest? I, I, well, I guess um, they definitely look at um, academic performance. So you know, my grades were pretty good. Okay, so you, you started doing sure. well. Like this, you really hit your stride when yeah. you started going to university. Well, actually, even in community college, I yeah, I mean, that's when it started pretty well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right? Yeah. And you followed through. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I wouldn't even personally. I, I don't even think that's necessarily that important. Even back then, I didn't even think that was that important myself. It wasn't even. My parents didn't really care, honestly. You, they, they never well, asked me, what are your grades? Because I think they expected to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> You're the youngest son. Like, yeah, okay, they, just do whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, that was really good um, as an experience because the types of things that were assigned to me, number one, it was real development, real like okay. researchy stuff. And I, I mean, I, I'll say right now, the type of work I was doing would be more in terms of the level of depth or complexity more challenging than the stuff we do today yeah yeah, yeah in yeah, actual of course, work of course. you know yeah, yeah and so i guess that's good because it really like sends you out to the extremes and see you know it kind of makes you you know challenge yourself explore how, how much of your work was more mathematical versus coding computing development i think f- quite a bit actually oh, quite a bit of quite math. a bit yeah quite, um i wouldn't say math but perhaps theoretical Theori- really more to, theoretical yeah okay. read papers that kind of stuff okay, okay. you know um reports cutting edge stuff then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Maybe you know what? I, I don't represent cutting edge, but it's definitely aca- okay. Fine. Yeah, ac- in that context, academic. Yeah. As, as much as a entry researcher the, can do. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you moved on to f- uh, your after you graduated, right? Then you yep. go to FactSet Research Systems. Yep, yep. What and is so, that? And so FactSet is um, they're, they're a very successful company. You should have bought. Is it? I, I wish I kept shares. Oh, so like you a, sold shares? Uh, no, no, no. Like they, they are they actually Bloomberg actually. So, okay. So they are, they are, they're compared to Bloomberg even today. Um, so, you know, Bloomberg, the primary business models provide really expensive terminals. And this is based in San Francisco. So, uh, so you moved to San Francisco. Yeah. They, well, uh, they were actually in the Bay Area. So not quite San Francisco. They were in San Mateo. Really nice city. For, for, for me, as it someone is, from the East Coast, it's the same thing. Fine. Really fine, <laughs> fine. But so they were in San Mateo, which is. Okay. You understand. Know what? It's I, across the water. I, yeah. I enjoy that. That's a really nice city. I can't talk it up. But then what, uh, what happened? You were only there for a year. Um, yeah, so um, I was there for a year, but I will say facts that it was intense um, in terms of I, I'm really happy I joined them because the, the the craft of software development there was really mm. top notch. You know, so my colleagues were Stanford, Berkeley, you know, mm. Carnegie Mellon guys, okay. um, top engineers basically yeah, from top, everywhere, top level. Yeah. yeah, my my bosses were just awesome as well. You know, really smart, really challenging, good good bosses. You know, mm-hmm. um, and the type of work you got was this proper challenge, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and it's another of those environments where if you cared about things and, you know, you, you just have to do your own research. Was this early in their competition with Bloomberg or mid or late oh, or no, they're, they're a mature they're, company? Already? They're pretty mature. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they're, you know, um, you, you can go look them up in the tickers FDS, but, um, they're, they're Okay, so when you joined them, they were already public. They, they were already public, yeah. And you should have held on to their stock, basically. I, bought. I, I should have. I don't even want to tell the story. Um, I, oh, come I, on. I, people want to hear it. Well, um, they, 
So we had this stock program, right? Like yeah. Stock options for employees. Ah, okay. So there was a stock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Basic- not, not, not options. Sorry. Actual, you, you can like purchase shares. Um, but that's options. Yeah. 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 It's like not- at a discount. Yeah. yeah 15, yeah. 15% or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, back then, you know, this is 2005. So obviously that's inflation. But, you know, I, I can't remember. It was like 20 or 30 USD per, mm-hmm. per share. And after your discount, you might be low 20s, you know, okay. something like yeah. that. And I think now it's 300. Wow. 300 USD or whatever. That would have been a very good return. It, it would have been a good return, you know? Yeah. And I, I didn't even care. I was just telling myself, oh, how much, how much of your paycheck do you want to, you know? You were young, purchase? I guess. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. What does this mean? I don't, I don't know any, any about it. I know, I know computers now. I don't know like all this. Well, that's a lesson for stuff. young people in on the tech side or even business side, right? I know. Like, I the, know. the power of compounding. It is. It and, is. Yeah. And, and how valuable and, it could be. And this, and, FDS, uh, FAXA is actually really cool if you look them up. They're, they're, they're one of the companies where they, they actually encourage the software engineers to kind of go for, you know, uh, CPA, CFA. Oh, interesting. Well, that's, Cause they're, that's in the, yeah. they're in the business, right? But that's the, that makes sense, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. And I dealt with those kind of systems. So I kind of knew a bit. How, how, how well is that well received as engineers being told to get a CPA? Say, so say you're a young guy back then and someone's telling you to get a CPA. Oh, my, my first thing would be like, what's that? <laughs> You know, okay. Like when they told me, I was like, "What, okay. what is that? Like, yeah, why, okay. why, why, what does this do?" So you find out what it is, and then what, <laughs> what, what, what's your reaction? I, I was actually pretty into it because I was like, really, yeah, I was like, that seems useful, I guess. Back I, then. I feel I've met quite a few engineers in my career in building mm-hmm. tech companies where I tell them to sit on customer service to talk to users, right. and they'll do it. And after one or two times, they're, they're burned out and they right. hate it. Why, why do I need to do this? I don't need to do this to do my job, right? Right. right? So yeah. I felt that no, interesting I, mindset that you would adopt. Yeah, it is. It I, you know what, I. I'll tell you some stories later, but same thing over here, you know, developers and engineers, they are, uh, I, now, now I've come to recognize, <laughs> you know, developers, you know, and engineers and myself as special creatures that sometimes need some management to, that's a, you know, that's a nice diplomatic way of putting yes, it, I guess, yes. but I, I, I can, can see that sentiment, but Coming from an outside of a non-technical background, you can sense it a little bit faster, I think. Yeah, or, yeah. Or you will you'll sense something different for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. as you develop working a relationship over time, then you can say, yeah, this needs something yes, else. Yes, I, I definitely uh, yeah. frame it that, yes. And I think it's it's better you saying that than me saying that because I'm not a technical <laughs> guy. This comes off as very arrogant or no, something. No, it's, you know? it, it is very... It's fair, but you know, I, yeah, not not in a bad way. Right? Yeah, no, it's, not in, it's a bad in a way to make things work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, so Faxa is very interesting. I didn't know that, and yeah. that means probably they got to work on their branding. I just maybe it's East Coast is dominated by Bloomberg. Yeah, and, they, and, they are in they are in a they're headquartered in Connecticut, man. I I went like, <laughs> okay. I, I was there for like a month and a half of training. You know, Greenwich or uh, not Greenwich. Uh, they were the Norwalk. You know? oh, okay, so we we would. But, you know, on the weekends, we would just go everywhere. I, I mean, that's New nice. York City every weekend. Oh, that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah very accessible from, yeah. from Connecticut. Okay, so then uh, why, why not stay in San Francisco? You left. Yeah, so so um, I wasn't really looking to move. But then um, one of my, um, I think the proper term is lecturers from um, UCSD. Okay. Um, he started... Well, he, he founded a startup. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's and, Pixel Active. Yeah, Pixel Active. And, uh, um, that's quite a rare opportunity, actually. Your, one of your professors calls you up. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't even a professor. I mean, he, um, so his name is Steve, Steve Rodenberg. And, Steve Rodenberg. Yeah. And he, um, he, he's flat out 
genius literally <laughs> a genius he he didn't even i can't remember he didn't even graduate high school he just dropped out because he, he was just too smart and he went right um into working for this company called angel studios i think mm-hmm. which transformed into a rock star san diego which trans you know which got bought out like whatever take two now whatever but he, he was one of the original tech guys at okay. um, rockstar you know the, the company that makes you know red dead it's basically a startup studio yeah 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 and yeah, okay really successful very successful from yeah. san diego yep and so he and he, he's basically a serial entrepreneur now um so he's still active still turning out yeah actually interesting enough so then he started pixel active so um i was looking for some early employees um, okay which okay. reached out to me i think I, i'm pretty sure he reached out to me not the other way around um and i, I just thought that like oh cool opportunity this this seems sexy because you, know? you were you were based in san francisco so you must have absorbed the, the tech scene the culture yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea of being a founder and being yeah. a techie being a, yeah, yeah, were you, would you consider yourself a tech bro back then yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I was still a bit uh Immature, I guess. So, okay. so, so, yeah. In, you know, in a sense, definitely, it, in a sense, I'm definitely absorbing <laughs> okay. all of it and you know, um, it, into things, I guess. But, um, and he was my favorite uh, lecturer again because he's not a professor. He doesn't yeah, even. He was have, just a lecturer. Yeah, he was just guest lecturer. What's his name again? Steven? Steve Rodenberg. Steve Rodenberg. Yeah. Okay, I have to check him out later. Yep. This. Um, and so I, I went to join, and that job was proper R and D and coding and uh, whatnot. It was all. Uh, what was the startup trying to solve? Um, they were doing. Um, they're creating this tool for a world editing a world. So think of it as, um, uh, you, you know, in video games, you have level editors where you can really build out a level for the video game. And yeah. so, um, this was pretty much that tool, but applied to a uh, real world geography, real world roads, um, real world, uh, context. And so, um, the kind of market for it would be actual video games as well. It's here's a tool. Um, they, they were a tools company, I guess. And here's a tool that you can use to build your game levels, but also for simulation. And so examples would be, I think they, they were, they got the US military as like maybe checking out the evaluating a tool as well as, you know, here, here's a tool if you want to build a 3D environment really quickly. Interesting. Um, okay. So tools to build real world 3D environments. Yep. Yep. And it, it did some very difficult. That sounds very. Like very tech, very, it is. It is yeah. very and, intense. And yeah. the, the the my teammates who are all much smarter than me. I feel bad. Um, you always uh, say this, but you're always there with no, but supercomputers they, and they they were really smart and yeah. mathy. Some something even today I'll be wow. These this guy was you know amazing yeah. at, at this particular thing. You know, and um, it was very math heavy. Uh, so yeah. we're doing lots of computer graphics uh, rendering. Mm. Um, the the theory part of it yeah um doing a lot of just novel problems um just using you know using your mouth your mouse um and just clicking on the screen and you're laying out roads that you know just just by clicking a bunch of points there's a road that's generated and rendered with intersections traffic lights and all this stuff that literally look real yeah real things you know that's just generated automatically without you know the traditional processes a uh, uh, artist would actually have to go yeah. in and hand draw things. This is from and this is 2006. Yeah, yeah. This it, is before really, the whole oh, it, it's boom great. of it, everything. There's still videos on YouTube. If you go look and you search for Pixel Active, you might actually see some of the videos. And they, even today, they're kind of okay-ish. But then, if you have kind of keep the context in mind from 2000, yes, correct. Five and six. This is revolutionary. Yeah, yeah, really cool. And so, I think startup voice that was. Um, 
pretty pretty good um they they did struggle a, a bit in terms of finding the the market just because it's probably applying it to a a product market yeah. fit uh, yeah it's not consumer it's like very yeah. you have a certain customers each seat for the software was re- really expensive you know but, i mean yeah the technology back then was new so yeah. the cost would be higher yeah. and, 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 and any kind of business models the, the business models you you have back then now really no, different. so different yeah, yeah. it's very per seat you know you know a two thousand usd per seat ten thousand usd per seat yeah, yeah. that's how you sold to your mm-hmm. customers You're like oh how how large is your team you know and then each seat mm-hmm. is this amount you know um and uh th- that was that was really cool really um, you built your chops for startups there, basically. Yeah, yeah, that, that was cool. And, and then even when I left, it was just five or six people, I think. Um, and that was, you were there for two years. Yeah, yeah, better. Part, yeah, I think just about two years, or a bit more than two years, actually. So, um, what, what would the? Mo- I mean, I mean, I feel this kind of technology. What would be the modern day? I mean, I feel it's, it now would be more useful, right? In terms of what yeah, you, well, you, you do, you like do, terms of you do, you do actually. Um, and, Depending on your context, you, you probably do use bits and pieces of it because they ended up, um, after I left, um, and, uh, uh, did it really well. Um, I think they got acquired by Nokia. Uh, okay. Um, and then before the Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, before I, that. And yeah. then, so they got acquired Nokia into this, um, I, I think the name was here, here, like, which is the technology, huh? but that was yeah. the, they focus on the maps and yeah. geo. geo uh, I think Nokia had the the best maps in yeah, the yeah, world. Exactly. So, right? so basically, that that arm kind of yeah. bought them out. And then after that, uh, Microsoft um, kind of uh, took took Nokia over. And yeah, they yeah, were yeah, like yeah. part of Microsoft. It's yeah, yeah, interesting. And then, um, I mean, that's what I felt. That that's when you first talk, described it to me. It sounds just that makes sense for the map technology yeah, what we have yeah, today, right? Yeah, and then yeah, and then I I. You know, I, I kind of followed, I can't remember where I saw it, like a, maybe LinkedIn or Twitter. So then I think after that kind of uh, handcuff period, um, Steve, um, who I, I don't really keep in contact with them, okay. but uh, I, they, he founded another company focused on the, like, the same thing. Oh, okay. Um, or similar, similar thing. Okay. Um, and, but novel, new problems. But same space, you know. Okay. And so now it's more autonomous driving and stuff. But when I go look at like the technology, I can recognize. Oh, this is this guy was quite far ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, Steve's, Steve's a proper genius. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't, I can't explain. You like, I can't fairly explain. One day he'll he'll be, um, you know, he he's the CEO, you know, and he's the chief scientist and so on. And then one day he'll he'll be, hey guys, come into my room. I'll show you a demo. And then all of a sudden he's showing you this demo of you know, the T-Rex walking really <laughs> realistically. And he yeah. like just coded that up in, you know, this morning. You yeah. Know, and you're like, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> a good way to start your day to yeah, make you, you feel know, great. And, and you feel. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you just feel so smart. Oh man, how, how can I be Steve? Uh, you know, yeah. I don't think I can, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, that, he, that, that was uh, re- really cool. And then he started this startup recently. Um, and this time it was, I, I felt he got really, he got successful really fast because, um, I saw news about it maybe two years ago, one year ago. Mm. So it, it looks like that team that I was with and Steve, they started this, um, startup. I think the office is still close to where we used to be. And then I think recently they got acquired by, um, uh, MathWorks or something, but okay. they, they just got acquired. By, um, uh, so he did it again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. Uh, and, yeah, how do, how do you feel about that? 
That's great. Uh, could, really, I, I guess, uh, happy? Or so, How come you didn't stand the rocket ship then? Or what happened? Oh, um, so after about two and a half years, mm. um, I, uh, my ex, uh, she was in uh, Massachusetts, mm. MIT. Okay. Uh, and so I, I was, you know, it's really hard to do this long distance thing. Actually, she she was at UCSD as well. Okay. Yeah, and then she went to MIT. So I was doing her master's. Yeah, I was trying to figure out. Okay. Um, oh, she was doing a PhD. Uh, oh, she's doing a PhD. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I was trying to figure out what to do, what to do. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up figuring out. Okay, you know, maybe I'll try to do an MBA. It's okay. That seemed interesting, and then so I tried to apply to some programs. Was it was it because the guys at FactSet told you to talk about CPA and? Your- uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I, you know, I can't I can't say that didn't influence it somehow that got me i guess you sort of exposed to it you're exposed to it yeah Yeah. you know once you're exposed you maybe build some interest i wouldn't say i can't say like i was totally you're still an engineer at heart and two yeah yeah yeah, exactly but you know there's enough like you know mba seems pretty interesting actually yeah so um so i you know i I try to quickly get ready to gmats all these things Mm -hmm. um lots of uh, applications to a bunch of schools or, uh, in their area, uh, it was really hard because it been I, I didn't really keep in touch with some of my professors, so yeah. I had to get like recommendation letters Ooh. and stuff, and yeah, so yeah. that was somewhat awkward. And then, <laughs> um, so I applied to a few places, and uh, I ended up going to uh, oh sorry, I ended up getting this offer from uh, Boston College, which is um, they also gave a partial scholarship, okay. which uh, was I was pretty happy about because it yeah. helped to pay quite a bit of the. Cost yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. Um, so then you know I kind of did that. <laughs> you went to Boston College. I went to Boston College. That's not that's nowhere on your profile. Uh, I dropped out. <laughs> okay, so that's, <laughs> that's why. Okay, so that's why. You know, it's, like, it's hidden. I, I, it's I, hidden. I, can't, I can't. I can't say like I attended Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. you were actually there for a while. I, I was. I was. Um, it, okay, again, so the, so the, you left Pixel Active. Yep, yep. To follow a girl. Uh, yeah, my ex. Yes. And then Pixel Active. Took off and made yeah, a new yeah. company and did no no regrets, not not really honestly. Okay. Uh, I that's good. Don't necessarily have many regrets. Honestly, mm. yeah. Um, but you had quite a few interesting opportunities. Factsec. If you stayed, I'm sure that would have been really good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. If you stayed at uh, yep. Pixel Active and yep. followed, the, you know. Yeah, stayed. I think opportunity wise, um, if we we're talking about, you know, if I stayed at one of these companies like yeah. a longer maybe more senior position more equity yeah more equity um you know um the, if we're getting equity just regular pay it's i mean just because of how inflated salaries are yeah know, for that kind of region yeah um like i mean even back then i was pretty comfy i couldn't say i was like, yeah, hurting yeah, you know like yeah. and i was just a dumb kid out of college you <laughs> yeah, know? yeah um and, and so i i guess it'd be pretty comfortable um but i wouldn't say it reaches like that threshold of regret or anything Mm. okay so yeah it's it's not so much where it would have been yeah i mean it probably would have been life-changing but not exponentially life-changing yeah yeah definitely like it wasn't okay okay i mean look honestly if it was the difference between you know seven digits eight digits and not having it okay fine maybe yeah yeah. okay okay, that seems okay so it means you were the from a starter perspective, they were just compensating you very well of salary then. Yeah, they, it was okay. I wouldn't say really, really well, but, yeah, but it's g- good. good enough that yeah. you're you're happy, you know, you're mm-hmm. comfy, you know, you go to work mm-hmm. satisfied, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I guess we, we might talk about it later. Like, I mean, 
I, I did that thing where it was this really highly paid consultant. And okay. Yeah. Honestly, the, that, that was the most stressful part of my life. Where, where, where was this actually? This was. Oh, this was a few years after that. Um, I think 2011 or 11? 11. Or or what? Like, yeah, probably 11 to 12. Like right yeah. before we started this company. Yeah. Where um, me and another co-founder, we were uh, somehow ended up in Korea doing consulting for um, ah, I Samsung. See. And we, we made a lot of money um, well, is that, so that's separate from your experience from netherlands uh yes separate related but uh related but separate, separate. yeah yeah because because the, the work kind of continued from this, okay uh it was a similar project from what we did. so what, what's the timeline you, you went to boston yeah for, so i went to boston college i for how was it for i think a semester and okay. then and you're like screw this <laughs> I, and then i dropped out because that was when this real entrepreneurial thing kind of you caught impetus the came up um and really drove me to, you know what, um, uh, I, I need to do something. So and you caught the bug, basically. Yeah, I caught you, the you bug. You wanted to do a startup. You wanted yeah. to be a founder. Yeah, and I, I guess it was also, I mean, BC was pretty rigorous. Like, uh, we, had, we had this, every day you're reading about, you know, entrepreneurship. And literally, you know, every class was here. This, read this, read this. You're drinking the Kool-Aid, basically. Yeah, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you know. Um, <laughs> Day one of, I can't even remember which class it was. You know, day one of this first class, okay, assignment, go read Steve Jobs' Stanford commencement speech, you know? Wow, I mean, it's, they're basically brainwashing you to drop out. <laughs> they, 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 they are, they are. And, uh, so, so yeah, I was there. They, um, they, they did okay as well, I guess. And then, but then I was just, you know, why am I doing this? You mm. know, I, I, well, the motivation was to be closer to your girlfriend. That was probably why, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. obviously things didn't uh, work out there. Yeah. So that's um, why it probably starts to fall apart. Yeah. 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 And, um, so, uh, you know, and then I was, you know, why don't I just, you know, maybe now's the time, you know, do my own thing. Yeah. And, uh, so that's when it started. And, you know, um, it's, it's really, so I had been on student visas. I'd been on, uh, H1B. Uh, H1B visa, um, and then back to a student visa. Oh, intense. Uh, basically, it, th- there was no good path back then to kind of just staying in the US and also starting a company. 2012. I mean, I, I guess well, unless you no, went this, to no, this like 2008. Eight nine, or nine, nine yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's the only way probably is if you go to Microsoft or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're, Which, but you probably didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so I was okay, you know, I'll do my own thing, do this very life changing, take this very life changing step. And then, so, so I So you founded the company? Yeah. Well, actually, at that point, I, I was just starting to get into, um, you know, that it was just about sort of the, the time when the iPhone started and mm. so on. So I ended up, um, uh, going, uh, coming back to Malaysia. And then th- this was more of the indie software kind of period where mm-hmm. I just wanted to do open source stuff and build software and sell it and be real techie. Yeah. And get really rich or whatever. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, um, so I did that well. And you know, I'm glad of the, I'm glad the prior experience prepped me quite a bit for that. I think, yeah. you know, in terms of competency, in terms of being able to solve technical rigor. Yeah. Technical rigor. Solve, figure out, you know, the way to solve like tough problems yeah you know if you in, in an engine from an engineering standpoint yeah yeah definitely yeah. um very different from if you just want to start from nowhere you know yeah. like you, you it's not that you can't but you you, you might take longer because you don't have the knowledge or tools yeah you know so so that that helped a lot and so i, I did a lot of stuff I, I wrote a bunch of apps um for um 
you know, the app store got some money, not lots. Um, but it was kind of cool. I was, I was actually pretty happy doing, um, my own thing. Um, I worked on a open source library, um, that got pretty popular actually for, uh, in the Apple development community. So that was, that felt pretty good as a, from a you know, techie perspective, you know, you get your brownie points or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And so that, that made me feel kind of special, I guess. And so I think it was maybe two years of doing that where I'd say overall I felt pretty happy and uh, maybe I was proud of the stuff I was building. But it also started to get to the point where I was like, well, I'm not really <laughs> making any money at mm. this point, you know. So I was just... So a few years you're just building things. Yeah, just building. Just building stuff. And it wasn't even from uh, work on on a startup idea perspective. It was just really nerdy. I'm just going to build cool, yeah. cool stuff, cool open source and stuff. I mean, because I guess uh, from where you're coming from, a lot of people were able to kind of do that and it did just pivot into something that was really massive yeah. and they were able to sell it, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And I, no, I, my perspective, is, I mean, my what I was trying to do is, oh, I'm just going to build apps. Mm. Oh, apps that... I want to use it. But that's so, so nice, though. You would have the skill set to be able to do that, you know. Not, yeah, yeah. not anyone can just, oh, I'm just going to start building yeah, yeah, interesting yeah, technical definitely. things, yeah. right? And, uh, yeah. I mean, I built this, and then, you know, I, I, this was, um, I can't remember the dates on our notes, but, you know, so um, the iPad, the first iPad, the first ever iPad got announced, and I was, wow, this is, this is amazing, you know, yeah. and I, I really need to build some things for this thing. And so somehow I got a bunch of iPads shipped from the U.S. day, you know, first day, get it to me. No jet spree back then. You, know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you just need buddies. Or um, and then, so I got him and it started developing a bunch of stuff. Wow. Um, you know, I, I'm actually still, I wonder if I can find, this is, you have to realize this is 10, 12 years ago. Um, yeah. I, I built this, so so back then, you might not remember, but the notes app that, mm. that comes with, um, still have it, right? It's still around. Yeah, it's evolved a lot now. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, back yeah, then yeah, it was yeah. really basic. Yeah, it's quite, a, quite functional now. Yeah, yeah. And and so I was like, no, first thing, you know, and, and this is where, you know, you're, you're dumb techie not thinking about business or <laughs> making money. I, I need, well, I, I feel I want a better notes app, so I'm going to build one, you know? And so I, I went ahead and built one for the iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually did pretty well. At first I was really dumb. I, I just released it. I can't remember. Maybe I released it for free first. Or yeah. It did really well. It got, you know, top ranked in oh, wow. many, okay. many countries and so on. But yeah, it's a yeah. free app, you know, so lots yeah, of people yeah, yeah. download it and lots of good reviews. Yeah, the reviews so reviews were good? Yeah, yeah like I, I was really happy, you know, and like yeah. I, I did everything myself, you know. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Even the icon I did myself. I mean like back then it was different. You could actually get real traction. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the, it was it was econ- yeah. The economics were very different. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, things have evolved to be very mature now. And so yes. On. But back then, it was, it was really nice. As an indie, that, that was the dream. Like, I'm going to write this app. Um, going to sell lots of copies, mm-hmm. make money, and then, but then you couldn't monetize. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was okay. You know, like, I yeah. got, I got enough to maybe eat, you know, but. Okay. That's good though. Like, but not enough to expand, you know, or, or think. It, yeah. Bigger. It, you just wet the appetite, but. You know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And okay. so. So after two years of that, but it was a very productive two or three year period, I guess. I mean, it's very, I feel that would be quite just, just building a lot constantly. It's got to be. Oh, yeah. Transformational somehow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of skills that too, if you're an individual and you're just working on these, uh, this software that's yeah. fairly difficult, um, or fairly challenging pieces of software yeah. to write. I mean, um, that transforms you. That, that challenge just, you know, gets you to that 
next level. So you, you know, you, you really, um, at some point something clicks and then yeah. you know, you're that much uh, better in terms of doing development. I, I was just really doing Apple platform. How do you know you're better? Um, well, I think you don't. Okay. Back then. Okay. So it's more of a reflection. Yeah. Yeah. If you look now, oh, well, you know, I mean, maybe now I have a reference point because, you know, we've got a lot of devs, you know, and yeah. I can observe them at different yeah. stages yeah. of their And you skills. also, you, you've had a higher reference point from the US. Yeah. Yep, past yep. experiences definitely, and, and yep. what you worked on. Yeah. Right? Yep, definitely. So, so I think that's also really massive in terms from an engineering standpoint. Yep. You just need to see something much better that runs and works really smoothly. Yep, yep. And then you start seeing the other side and you can connect the dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's a lot easier to take a look and um, self-reflect and have confidence that, you know, I know where Something. our level is. Yeah, you know? okay. Um, yeah, and honestly do it, you know, not yeah. even, uh, um, being self-deceiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You told me this before. Self-confidence versus self-assurance. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so, so now you feel you have the self-confidence after having enough experience. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's not you telling yourself. Because, because now a lot of times you feel small and stupid. So you, you know, you, you, you're yeah. very conservative. You know, you know. Yeah. You know, are we that? You know, uh, some of our projects will be how do I put it? Um, we got a challenging project that just sounds wow. You know, like yeah. they're, they're looking for us and other mm. competitors, and but. It, you know, the, the way they've written the project or the spec out, it seems, wow, you, you must need, you need the top level, like mm. smartest people to do this. Yeah. And I don't, if, if I was to take, read it literally, I'd be like, oh, should we disqualify ourselves? Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll let other vendors handle it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I now, with enough experience and kind of knowledge of, you know, how we work, other people work, the mm. kind of market as a whole, we know, well, we're confident and saying we're, we're we're probably as good as you know mm. what someone could be at yeah. least so it's not um you know someone else is just that much better somehow and better you know it's obviously very subjective but um so you know it's something that helps understand where we are so so out of 10 projects how, how many are, are are you say you're qualified for and how many are you just throwing out because you, the team can't do it um i think for all the projects here 10 out of 10 I'd say nine. Nine out of ten? Probably. Wow. Yeah. So there are actually some really tough projects here. Um, I think. Or it's just not a good fit, probably. Yeah. I think it's, it, let's say technical challenge wise. Yeah. Um, I really rate us, um, highly, you know, uh, d- depending on specific challenge areas, mobile development and so on. But then uh, certain domains. Yeah. We don't have the requisite knowledge or experience it's, yeah okay so because you could you could rate on the things that you know that you don't know yeah yeah yeah. but i mean it's it's kind of weird where does hubris kick in and then you find out something you because like, you don't know what you don't know and then one time one yeah. day you find out you know it and yeah. does it ever happen where you where you kick yourself down a notch then or you're like, shit i'm not as good as i thought um i'd say yeah but i mean there's the day-to-day projects that are fairly typical not okay. that we've done, been doing this yeah, a while so. and, and so typically you don't find too many unknowns, I think. Okay. Like, the, uh, the, the ecosystem is pretty well known where in terms of the clients, in terms of innovation, yeah, what they need. Yeah, in terms of what people need. Yeah. And a lot of the clients, our clients, they're not looking to be deep tech, create radical yeah. product yeah. or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. they're, hey, I need 
an app for my business, which already makes tons of money and I need yeah. a customer portal. You know, th- this, this is not yeah. necessarily a humongous challenge there. And I mean, the, the thing is you've probably done so many of those. Yep. Right. But the question is, uh, you know, do you, do you look at the data in terms of, uh, you know, how successful the product continues, how long it lives, uh, retention, yep. monetization, um, them coming back for more or? Yep. I think, uh, we do. I, I wouldn't say we do it very rigorously or, in terms of necessarily we market ourselves as, you know, we're going to, yeah. um, here's the service, you know, because, uh, you know, if we do it, it'll generally tend to be goodwill based because in Malaysia, it's still a bit transactional. Here's a project, you know, deliver the project and that, that's what they're looking for, deliver mm-hmm. the project. Um, but with a bunch of clients, um, we've had better success in terms of continuous engagement of, Hey, yeah. you know, here's how you're doing, you know, um, why don't you try this? This will, uh, you know, increase your retention, you know, this will reduce your turn. Um, Hey, um, you know, this, this part of your app isn't doing so well. How about you try this instead? Mm. So like I, I myself, I'm like really happy yeah. when we do it and we generally will, where we can, we'll just kind of informally, um, give the treatment mm. or this kind of treatment to the app itself. But in terms of the formal, engagements where we yeah. focus on this it, it's not something that we've had lots of traction with necessarily even with small engagements the ones that we've had are really more technical like i'm having a problem with this part of my yeah. system you know help me solve okay. it you know like yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll pay money for that you know um but to get in that conversation um where you're really focused more on let's say a product or you know some marketing engineering something like that it, it really has been more like bias towards startups for example jetspre and mm. some other like okay. we, we do work with a few startups they tend to be funded or mm, yeah, they've yeah. kind of found some fit um so for those companies they'll, they'll tend to will tend to have a bit more of a collaborative mm. relationship you know especially you know the, the person we talk to is the boss of yeah the company yeah yeah it makes sense okay let's let's finish your story though so okay. you, you came back and you were building a lot of uh, yep, te- apps. tech yep, apps, yep, yep. right? So then I think I ended at okay. At some point I was like, okay, you know, it's enough. I, I still have money, but it's I'm, I have less money now, <laughs> now and I, I guess it can't continue forever. So, um, so I, I honestly I wasn't actively looking for a job, but I, I was still really into this. Um, I, I'd say specifically this Apple development community, mm-hmm. and then I, I found this. Uh, um, I think probably on Twitter or something. This job posting from a company that I, I kind of knew about was pretty Agnick. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're a boutique company. Okay. Uh, Egenic actually. E- Egenic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Dutch, I'm guessing. Yeah. It's Dutch. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so I applied for them because I saw the ad and, you know, it was a boutique small company and, you know, when I looked at them it, was, it seemed really, really cool. Um, being in the Netherlands. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, Netherlands. And then actually back then, even now there was this kind of movement called the mm. Amsterdam, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you Google it, you'll, you'll see it. But there's this kind of movement too. It was the sort of start of this kind of app development uh, movement. And uh, I can't remember who, but there's this um, community forming. And mm-hmm. that, that really was one of the, okay, if not if not Silicon Valley, where else, you know, where all the, this kind of nest of technology um, companies and people, I guess, uh, in the world. So that... that they had a good concentration of um, development in terms of mobile and Apple 
whatnot. So, so I just applied, you know, and somehow got through the process. The small company, so mm-hmm. I was just talking to founders yeah. and so on, you know, um, and uh, lucked out, you know, managed to get there. They they were able to get you a visa and everything. Yeah, yeah, that all that like um, all the paperwork, everything. Um, they they were even back then they were a remote first company. So even though I was um, in uh, Amsterdam, and Amsterdam was in our culture shock, even though I did really From a, yeah a bit of culture shock. Really, in what sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, um, almost everything really. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, how to put it? And and I, I guess I'd say California to uh, Amsterdam, right? Yeah. Um, California is pretty liberal already. It is. It is. Well, actually, the, so well, Amsterdam is super liberal. So, yeah, so even the, more. So that part was not. not okay. I mean, people just everywhere just smell pot everywhere. 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 Okay. Um, so it's not just in the movies. It's really yeah, and literally <laughs> people walking out and say, "Hey, you want some crack?" And I'm like, uh, "No, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm thank good. You. Not, 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 not today. Not now. No, no. Like, um, and uh, it, but the college job was, um, I guess, more administrative. So you know, to to find a place to stay you know, in an apartment and so on. You know, it, it wasn't just go on Craigslist, you know, find something. It's yeah. Really, um, you have to use this, uh, the DR equivalent of uh, Craigslist, I guess. But everything was in, so everyone speaks English. They speak like English better, you know, probably syntactically or grammatically better yeah, than yeah. Americans even, you know, <laughs> obviously. Um, and so, so it's fine. But then to find that housing, it was a bit difficult because you had to use this site and it was mostly in Dutch. So you kind of mm. have to translate. And then the other thing too is they, they have also sorts of rules because I guess maybe it's, I, I don't know how SF is now, but um, once you find a place to stay, um, you have to register with the police. Um, I think it was more the, the count, whatever, the administrative unit. It sounds the, very communist, man. In Vietnam, it's the it, same it, way. It, Even it, today. No, it did. Like, and so you have 30 days to, yeah. Know, within 30 days, you have to blah, blah, okay. blah. And then, yeah. To get my visa finalized and stuff, there's just all sorts of um, procedural things to to get through. Even once I I was there, um, and then to get um, housing, I guess some this rent control or something, mm-hmm. you know. So um, not every not every part, not every vacancy is like available mm-hmm. to everyone. That kind of thing. Yeah. So that was one thing that was a bit I wouldn't say difficult, but different to yeah. deal with. And then. Um, uh, other culture shock. I mean, so I guess it's more European city. And so I've, I've been in Europe before, but I mean, so, so now if you're really living in this European yeah. city, it, it's totally different from California. But, mm, just, just everything, you know, people, like, culture, how they talk, yeah, yeah. everything. Shops open, like the, everything closed at 6 p.m., you know, 5 wow. p.m., 6 p.m. So okay. it's, oh, oh, where do I get toothpaste? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit toothpaste. Um, uh, I enjoyed the food, you know, mm. um, overall, but it, it was definitely less variety you know okay um type of city the, the good thing is walk everywhere bike like, everywhere yeah I, biker i got a bike you know yeah everywhere um I, I i would literally just walk from one end of amsterdam to the other you know like, that's nice very picturesque walking. right yeah it's, it's great you know yeah um then you didn't even have to learn dutch if you didn't want to because literally no, everyone, like when you try to speak dutch they, they get they seem they're annoyed and yeah you know, well like, i'm sure they saw your face they don't expect yeah. you to speak dutch yeah, so. <laughs> no, number one pronouncing it wrong number two you're yeah. wasting my time so yeah. just, just speak english it sounds, it sounds a bit parisian <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> um and so so yeah th- that was a uh, you know we're in a different culture mm. yeah um and then same thing with bank you know to get a bank account open it was re- really weird process because it's not 
um, actually Malaysia, you can walk into you know, to bank, maybe go to yeah. Maybank. Uh, yeah. Even California, I was like, okay, you need bank account, go to Bank of America. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nice, you know, nice, nice, very nice office with like lots mm-hmm. of people who service you. There was by appointment only, you get, you know, oh, interesting. Um, so I think, what did I use? I think ABN Amro is one of the banks. Okay. And so it would be by appointment only. Um, you have to register, say what you want to do. And when you go to the actual bank in Amsterdam, it's this tiny corner thing that doesn't look the bank. It looks, I don't know, it looks a real estate agency with two, you know, two tables. That it doesn't, it, it looks yeah. nothing a bank. No, obviously no safe or anything, you know, because okay. everything's cashless. And so you go there, um, do, do all the paperwork and so mm. on. And then that's it. But so, so that part was really weird. And I had to, what? I, I can't just walk to a bank, you know, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, is that is that weird, or is it is it um, just very they're ahead? Yeah, I, I think ahead. Just ahead, and it might honestly, it might be maybe more of an absent because real estate is mm. very limited. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, uh, maybe that's how they needed to do it in that area. And you're you're only there for a short time. What what happened? Uh, what were you working on? Then why yeah. why did you leave so soon? Well, um, so Janet was really number one, really good. Um, I'm lucky enough to still be in contact with. The, the founders uh, also an app development yeah app development i mean yeah. if i had to say what company i strive to be most Ejenic. as a company it, it would be yeah Ejenic. yeah i'm sorry i know dutch i'm sorry um because i honestly feel they did everything right i mean in terms of how how do you know um because i guess past experiences and okay so you've seen yeah so you've seen it's a high bar they're living up to at least what you know yeah even more so even more so i would say so you means you learned and grew more then yeah yeah definitely like uh, i'm really glad i worked for them actually because um they number one whatever they developed really high quality and so you know i got to work on projects that you know when you look at it when you work on it you know okay yeah this is this is the way i do apps for this kind of project for this media and company. This is matching the high-profile clients as well. Or? Oh, yeah, they, they, they had. Well, the Netherlands is not a large market, but they, they basically have um, clients in the Netherlands and sort of the broader EU region. Okay. Um, and they're not a very large company anyway. I think they're still, they're still maybe forty or fifty, maybe about the same size uh, as this now. The same size as Snappy Mob now. Yeah, yeah. There but uh, I mean, it, the honest truth is they, they are uh, you know, person for person uh, far stronger than we are. Well, uh, to be fair though. Uh where does this culture and ability to draw talent come from? It's is it all from Amsterdam or from all around the world? Um, they 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 are concentrated more um, Dutch and European um, yeah. talent. I think so. Like they're they're pulling from the best schools and best mar- yeah, like job and, markets but, all but around that, Europe. But that's the thing in, in that that that's the cultural thing, the sort of the societal thing that you you wouldn't need, and especially. In, the Netherlands, you don't necessarily need to care too much about the schools, you know. Like oh, true. Yeah, it's the, all the schools are like so, pretty so Scandinavian, good. right? It's yeah, kind, it, kind of given. It's really free education. Yeah, Germany, Scandinavia, like yeah. Netherlands, and so on. Like, oh, you went to technical university. You're pretty good for okay. sure. You yeah, know? like that, that's the notion. You're good enough, I guess. Maybe. Well, it's it's because they they split them off very early. Yeah, yeah. Right? And and the thing is, how do I put it? even the people I worked with? You know, I, I'd say. Compared to, yeah, compared to something facts like where, you know, everyone was Stanford and Berkeley, fine, you know, they were really, really smart. Yeah. Um, maybe in general that there were people who were maybe not, not that they weren't good, but maybe not quite like, as strong as, oh, this guy, from, this really smart guy from Berkeley, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
on on average like all the devs I met at meetups and so on just solid in terms of community you, like anyone you talk to you know yeah. you know they were everyone's pretty good I think it's a product of the schooling system oh yeah yeah like right? it starts early yeah it's, if you if you cannot perform in school you become a trades yeah and person and if not you're going to the best universities yeah, and, but not even that even how do I say even for me people I met some of them were they didn't even go to good schools or whatever they were just oh, really? like interested in okay. tech yeah. stuff and I, I feel there's something else I'm supposed to be cultural then uh, yeah, yeah, a, a, I think a focus on craftsmanship yeah, exactly, and, exactly, and especially in the Netherlands, I'd say the average level of say, technical knowledge or education, plus uh, the, the the other thing too that really influenced me was design. Yeah, is surprisingly high, so so much higher than. Would you say specific to Amsterdam, or is this a general European I think, thing? Um, I don't know about general European because I don't have enough yeah. knowledge, okay. but I'd say. Because um, our team wasn't only from Amsterdam. Our team was actually from all over Europe. You know what? Um, I think I was actually the only person in the team in Amsterdam. Because <laughs> I think um, the, the rest of the folks they were in Utrecht, and uh, there was this one, this one guy who, who lived. I can't remember the name on the border with like Germany and something. Because yeah. they were a remote team anyway. Yeah. And, and so, so I definitely say not Amsterdam only. Mm-hmm. I, I just happened to. So where do you want to stay? I guess Amsterdam. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> nice. And they it said sounds, yes. Sounds nice, I guess. Even though they're remote, right? No, because they didn't care. Yeah. It's like, if we, you, you stay wherever you want, right? Oh, that's nice. And then we, okay. we did meet up every think, month or two months, something like yeah. that. And then, so, the company was totally remote. Every two months, kind of, they rent a nice kind of place. They did a conference, kind of, back then, the co- common ground kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, or uh, I think one time we rented this really swanky, some, something okay. like that. Like yeah. a, a villa or something. Yeah, so something really nice just for that meetup, right? Yeah. So it seems really smart. Um, but uh, yeah, everyone I worked with is overall really strong. And I was just, and they, they, they already had very impressive projects. You know? Is it because they industrialized earlier, modernized earlier? Why, why, why do you, do you feel this? Because it's got to be a very different flavor here. Yeah. I, I mean, craftsmanship has been here for a long time, but to a degree in modernization, yeah. it's not the same now, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, so I, I can't answer that question specifically because I don't have enough knowledge, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, I know maybe more than the average Malaysian about, you know, Dutch. Are you sure you're not society. being condescending? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I just, Oh, well, I mean, to be fair, you were there. There, you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, and then, um, but I, I'd say being there, you can definitely tell. I mean, so so I, I can tell. I always tell this story. So um, I spent a lot of time in the Bay Area. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, Amsterdam, sure. You know, um, quite a bit of time there. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time. Actually, actually, I, I did even before I went to Boston College. I, I'd be in. Boston pretty often. Okay, you so know, you would just go in. Just go. I, I would literally. Well, actually, makes fly. sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd fly. Yeah, I'd yeah, literally yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any chance you had, probably. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Cost, it cost a lot. <laughs> it did. Yeah, you were working, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I was, so that's why I could. That's, that's why, why you I could, could do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, honestly, the the vibe was really different if you went like into the tech scene, and e- even right now, it's been getting better in Malaysia, but not quite, especially KL. Mm. Um, in the Bay Area, literally, uh, if I just go any cafe anywhere just hang out somewhere i don't know at least half of the people around yeah, you are yeah, just working on something talking about something yeah, and yeah, so yeah. on and this was back then now now it must be just you know it's hard to find someone who's not doing that maybe but plus a lot of noise probably. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah and then i i mean i, I didn't go 
for a little short trip a couple of years ago. Like, so, uh, you know, I went to Stanford to blue bottle coffee. And literally, <laughs> when you walk in, you feel now I'm like so jaded. And like, <laughs> everyone's, oh my God, like everyone's, everyone has their own thing going yeah, on, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel, uh, I feel like very left out, maybe. Yeah, so that means uh, back then you were in San Fran very early. Yeah, first job. And that was a very different flavor of San Fran back then, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, everyone, everyone, like, and every podcast here, they just say how dumpy it was. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. just homelessness and pee and crack yeah, yeah, and drugs yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Back then? Uh, so, so I didn't stay in San Fran per se, but I did go pretty often. Like, okay. Like, oh, yeah. You pretty, were on the other side. Yeah. But I, I mean, but it's it, close, right? An hour, 45 minutes? Oh, no, 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 no. Just, just, I mean, if there's no traffic, 10, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. You're so yeah. you're really there. Yeah. It's like right. Uh, it, I mean, I stayed really pretty close to uh, San Francisco airport. Okay. Actually. Okay. Uh, across the Which airport. is actually quite close to the city, yeah. right? And, and San Francisco airport isn't actually in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Most airports. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I'd go pretty often. Yeah, it, it was, well, it wasn't as, actually, I was back in San Fran for the same trip a couple of years back. But yeah, it, it definitely changed quite a bit. Um, back then, it was... Less dirty, I guess, from the perspective. Of, of, okay. Was the hippie feeling alive still, and or it was? I mean, oh no, less. So. I, I mean, less. it wasn't super okay. tangible or right. anything. It just felt like oh, it's, a, it's a city, you know. It's kind of yeah. So it's more of a normal city. Yeah, not, it, not, not yeah, definitely. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, and I, um, I mean, I, I have been to lots of U.S. cities. I mean, it, it's not, it's kind of Portland, very big version mm-hmm. of Portland, yeah. something like that you know. But okay. definitely very liberal. Fair, fair enough. Back then, like really, obviously. Liberal. I mean, you still have stuff on the street and okay, so on, yeah. but not not I mean, from what I hear, really yeah. not as bad. Like terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So back to the Asian question, then, in terms of craftsmanship, what, what's missing here and why? You know, I'm. I think I honestly think it's maybe sort of a deep, I don't know, societal thing, maybe because I mean, obviously, if you say Asia, well, if you got you know. This Japan and obviously they're full on, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the craftsmen of whatever they put their I'm sure, mind. But even South I'm sure if you go back far enough, there's craftsmanship, examples of craftsmanship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, just that somehow. Oh, no, no. There's lots of craftsmanship. In, yeah. Actually, in Malaysia, right? I mean, you, yeah. know, you talk about architecture. I mean, actual uh, civil architecture, right? Yeah. Um, now that I study more about this, okay. like, when I have free time, like, there's, there's really world-class buildings or, you know, examples. Yeah. Uh, and so on and um and the people here no question including you know team our team members some of them are just totally you can see them given the right environment and training yeah they are they're all about that they're all about for, for your team here at snappy yeah, right? yeah yeah but i can't say everyone of course yeah but certain ones you can see and, and so i don't think we lack the support the supply of that's interesting potential but it's just maybe so is it, is it fair to say it hasn't i mean craftsmanship has been around but it hasn't is it fair to say it hasn't culturally and societally it hasn't permeated through for some reason yeah i think that's i think that's very obvious at least in malaysia just because you, you can see oh there's not to me i feel that i, I don't yeah. know if it's valid though but i just feel that just well, really i think it is because i mean if you're just looking at the real what you can see right what yeah. you can observe i mean it's very obvious like you know we do, we're not necessarily like particularly we don't show this uh, this kind of culture, this kind of uh, approach in you know every aspect of our yeah, yeah, lives yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything. And um, you know that 
if you're talking about tech, right? Um, yeah, that, that's a kind of a different thing where if you're in that Bay Area, every conversation you have, or most of the conversation, everything revolves around how do we build this? Or if, you're, mm. if you're talking about technology or design or whatever it is, all your conversations like yeah. revolve around it. But those are very specific bubbles. Yeah, like, right. yeah. yeah. And, and and that's tech specific. Maybe if yeah. you're talking about food, like, well, you know, maybe it's less so, you know, yeah. or something like that. And, um, and if you think about that over the years, you know, uh, these are the types of conversations you have every day. Mm, okay um, for years and years yeah, yes. um, and that's what you're exposed to that, that's what you that's why it builds up this idea of craftsmanship but yeah, then yeah. The, some element of that must have been in, in Netherlands then oh yeah no I, I'd almost say more so more so yeah more so okay. actually interesting yeah. this is that they're very kind of small it's a tiny country it's a 14 yeah. million 12, 12 yeah, yeah, 14 yeah, million yeah. people but they, they punch like above their weight you know if you think about which is very interesting as a small society why did you decide to focus on that why is India was known for IT for at one point and why is Philippines known for call centers why well I mean to me it was even before I went it was a bit of a curiosity there's this tiny little country mm-hmm. that they, they've done lots of great work in tech yeah. I was quite focused on design because you know the Apple community is very focused on design, design yeah. and they had this superb design company called Sofa that got bought out by Facebook was like back then yeah um, and they, they just have like lots and lots of stories, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. about things happening. Um, and beyond that, five nanometer chips or whatever mm-hmm. nowadays, like, you know, the, the production of everything, you know, you, you think of TSMC and the other, the other people of the fabs manufacturing it. But yeah. the, the thing that makes all of this possible, the lithography of it, all of this comes from this company, ASML, mm. um, which is a, Dutch company and this is a company you don't know about but yeah. without them um, you wouldn't create the iPhone 5 nanometer a lot of these things we don't know about in the value chain yeah and yeah. if you go just go Google ASML and you'll see wow their their business is tight you know they're, yeah. they're the only company in the world that can produce that's how you build this. monopolies <laughs> no no they, yeah. they, are, they are a full on monopoly yeah. every fab that yeah. wants to manufacture at this scale it, it's so high tech that only they can Interesting. do it and their okay. timeline for you know uh, they're, they're basically getting uh, risk free investments I had no clue about this about the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. let's let's contrast. So you were you were doing your your you know your journey of building apps, and then you're, you just jumped on this opportunity to Netherlands. Yep. Now, yep. now let's contrast what you just told us and what we just learned yep. to South Korea. Um, what happened well, well, there? Well, this was really an extension because so I was working with Egenic for a long time. Yeah. Oh, I guess not a long time. Sorry, but I was working with them. Did a few projects. Very yeah. proud of them, and you know I think that that gave me like such good experience you know it's my first commercial experience for sort of uh, mobile apps and whatnot yeah i, I lucked out because they, they were at the top of the game yeah. um you you just had a series of amazing quite pivotal experiences from university yeah, yeah. right yeah i think like, i really got kind of lucky i mean each one was different and they built- sort of gave different experience yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And if I look back, the pixel active stuff, I mean, the type of work I was doing, I was reading lots of research papers trying to implement like mm. algorithms from this, yeah. you know, pa- paper or conference or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, stuff that doesn't necessarily apply today to yeah. anything in particular, but just having that experience that, yeah. is very, yeah. I, I see it as very foundational and useful because yeah. it, it helps you know the territory mm. or it, it helps you know what's out there and then uh i mean you could hold your own probably uh, to discuss these kind of topics right yeah yeah yeah. well um and some of it, it'd be rusty but you kind of know how to navigate yeah yeah if you yeah. really need to go back yeah. to it so i think that's the primary anything useful from san diego supercomputer to pixel active oh yeah i mean it, so it's all helped <laughs> how do i put it? it it all really helps sometimes because you're young you, you don't you don't see notice it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 
um, in the end, at least for, for my career so far, everything you everything you kind of pick up and learn, um, you, you apply bits of it yeah. later. It's it's very it, now if I sit back and I think about it, it's just very obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. this can be you're putting here. back a narrative to it. And, yeah, yeah. But it, it does build on each other. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's the same thing for our team members. We, we can see them grow. You know. Mm. Um, you're now you're mentoring and leading the same path essentially. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even if they work on different projects, you can see when they when they encounter this new challenge, you know, I guess I'm building a model of them, but they get to, you know, an outcome yeah. that is a bit better, a bit mm-hmm. sooner, you know, yeah. and you can see it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it connects. Yeah. All the projects are connecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the bridges it, are building. In, in Malaysia, one really interesting thing like from my viewpoint is a lot of our team members they they might not um and, and this is this is just subliminal we, we we have some team members that they don't really speak english that well actually mm. like some of maybe you know they, they have chinese kind of education backgrounds yeah. so it, it is a bit of a challenge yeah for them and that i wouldn't say that necessarily impacts communication but at least the language skill for english is not so good they find it very difficult mm. to talk and express themselves yeah sometimes and but it, it's, it's a clockwork, you know, one year, two years after kind of working mm-hmm. here, if you just hold a conversation with this person, yeah. all of a sudden, you don't notice it because it's day to day, but yeah. if you just think back, you're like, wow, this person, you're just having this conversation that you totally could not versus two years ago. And that's like the, the kind of example. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I had that experience with Jetsbury, actually. So okay. Some of the staff just writing emails in English was just so bad. Yeah, yeah. But after a few years of getting used to the pace and the language and engaging, yeah, all of a sudden, like, it's, everyone's it on par yeah. and yeah, you see yeah, the growth. Exactly. Yeah. And, and same with some of our even more senior people. They're really good and I'll be, hey, uh, when sometimes they've never had a particular experience, you know, they've never had a conversation with a client, but I'll be like, okay, yeah. let's talk to this client. And I don't know if they will see how I communicate with the client or maybe I'll give feedback after mm. we have that discussion to them. Hey, uh, when, when you talk with this client, um, you know, this is how to approach the topic and so on. And sometimes it happens really quickly. You know, wow, like, this person really picked up on it really yeah, quickly. Cause yeah. like one month later, um, all of a sudden it, you know, at the start, you'd be, I'm not confident enough in having you communicate independently mm, to the client yet. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you know, wait, um, now I do. Mm, <laughs> but, that's, that's, that shows the growth of your, your team, your leadership, your culture, right? Yeah. But if, if I had to be a bit humble about it, I'd be, you know, maybe that would happen anyway. Or maybe it's really cultural just because there's know, something there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems of course it's, it, every, i mean it's not just one thing it's it's, it's a combination yeah, of yeah, happening yeah, together yeah. the immersion right? yeah, you know, yeah helps and but so i'm i'm really happy about it but th- that's also where i'm well there's, there's a lot of potential here cuz we're, yeah. we're a mid-sized country or slightly below average maybe but yeah. um i'm very happy with our team members you know we've got diverse well, well there there goes your challenge as you scale into the hundreds of employees right mm-hmm. it's ha- so you you've kind of hit it on the nose of uh, you saw that aspect. The question is, how can you make that an aspect that you know that that everyone kind of understands that, mm-hmm. and you can scale it with the company? Yeah, yeah. Right? I think that's no, that's that's going to be your challenge now. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. uh, we, we've been growing actually quite fast, quite quite, quite, yeah. quite a bit yeah. um, in the yeah. past three years, I think. Yeah, and um, you know, opportunity, luck, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's been the primary challenge mm-hmm. in terms of scaling the you know, the number of projects we do, number yeah. of people we have. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Sorry for keep 
for no it's okay Let, let's let's okay let's let's close it off we're Sorry, almost done with we're almost done with the yes, story yes, uh, yes. so south korea so correct so so then um after i was done with eugenic so eugenic ended up sending me to this uh, very well-known company uh, <laughs> with an office in uh the U.S. Interestingly enough, so it was my ah, truck. Ah, so you went back to U.S. Yes, yes. okay. Um, and in this case, it was in um, Texas. Ah, okay. Know, uh, Richardson, Texas. Where, where is that in relation to a big uh, city? Uh, it's really close to Dallas. Okay, so yep. close to Dallas. I, yeah, I still don't know Dallas. what that is, yeah. but I, I know I know Dallas. <laughs> yes. Um, right next. It's basically KLPJ. You know that kind okay. of, that right. kind of thing. Um, All right. And so. Um, so if you go Google Richardson, you'll see that it's like that place where all the telcos are. Okay. Like a, a large number of them. And so there's this South Korean company mm. office there. And so we, we, I was sent there on a very secret project or whatever. Okay. Um, I didn't, I really had no idea what the project was about. I don't know. It was for this company. But you got chosen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was actually sort of a senior engineer at Eugenic anyway. Oh, um, it wasn't because you're also Eugenic. Uh, <laughs> maybe in hindsight. Maybe, well, you know what? Uh, Dallas was a surprising number of Asians there. Oh, actually, yeah, Dallas is huge for you. I think Vietnamese. Honest, yeah. Like, I ended up eating just Vietnamese food all the time. Vietnamese food. Uh, sorry, but, all right. Vietnamese food and Chinese food, but actual China, yeah, Chinese yeah. food. Okay. I had that all the time. Like, and, oh my God. Like, when I went to Richardson, That's every so time we'd have lunch, it'd either be Korean in the cafeteria, um, or then down the road, that's this fur place. And then, awesome. or this other fur place. Yeah. This, or this other fur place. And it's okay. like, just kind of picking which, which one. And so, um, I went there and, um, I found out about a project. It was a really interesting, ah, okay. challenging project. The, the main thing is I got to work with a bunch of other consultants. Okay. Like I, I wasn't really sure what the setup was. Honestly, because I was okay, a bit naive and ignorant. Um, but I then see. the other consultants I happened to work with, they were really top notch. Okay. We, we were working together on the same project, I guess, mm. like, uh, to try to commercialize some product for uh, this Korean company. Um, and, um, the one, the lead consultant, he was this, um, in tech circles, very well known, famous guy. Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of knew about him before already. But I didn't even know I was mm-hmm. going to meet him. But then, so he was sort of a mentor, I guess. He was a lead consultant and so mm-hmm. on. But he, he was, um, some, at some point, I'll like uh, point you to this. I had this blog post, but the blog got taken down. But you can read the story. But th- this it's, is very it's, interesting. It's, it's not taken down. I read it, and oh, we'll, you've read we'll, it? We'll, oh. we'll talk about it later. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, um, it's a very. You interesting, can give us the short though. Yeah, it's a. He's yeah. a very interesting guy. Um, uh, he's passed, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yes, um, but um, re- really, that that was honestly very formative because I, I got work with this very energetic top of this game mm. um, and not just software just everything everything yeah philosophy everything. and whatnot yeah. like how to manage humans and whatnot yeah um it's very you know i'll tell you these stories offline alex you'll be <laughs> i don't know maybe you'll be shocked <laughs> <laughs> um and so so i worked with him i worked with this guy called uh, miko um mm. there as well and uh so this is a group of consultants. Yeah, Miko is one of the other consultants. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, to, actually, I, I wasn't really a consultant. I was a eugenic. So okay. Eugenic sort of the consulting yeah, company, company in this case. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they were really, I think, actual solo consultants or okay. something. Um, so it, it was lots of 
lots of details about that really challenging project really really crazy timeline mm-hmm. and whatnot but somehow we managed to pull it off oh so you pulled it off okay yeah so then you finished the project um we well this project was sort of one of those like products so you know we finished a phase of it i guess okay um, i see, and I see. it did well enough did it get commercialized uh it it did get commercialized and uh not only that um it got commercialized and the the part of the product we we worked on you know when manufacturers they release phones you know yeah, 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 yeah. they always you know here are the new features you know lidar blah 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 mm-hmm. you know this app that app whatever you know and so um the thing we worked on it it got um commercialized and sort of most of the tentpole kind of features and mm. the product we we were responsible for as the primary developers or architects of it i got featured in as one of the segments in one of the super bowl ads you know so oh, okay. we like nice. pretty pretty stoked about that i guess nice um to see it out in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. so and you know when we got commercialized and got released and so yeah it's in the it was in the hands of hundreds and millions of users and so mm-hmm. on you know? that's huge um, and uh so it did well enough that basically that contract, um, they, they moved the development of the product to their HQ Korea. Korea. Okay, so do you actually go to, you actually did go to Korea then? Yeah, and it was oh, like, interesting. So very interesting. short notice was one day was a phone call. Okay, can you go to Korea? <laughs> from who? Tomorrow. From, from, from yeah, yeah, Ijenic. Ijenic, okay, yeah, okay, like, okay. Cause I, that, that was, a, I mean, it, it was also maybe the most, I didn't know, but it was now in hindsight political and there's a lot of politics and stuff. Going oh, on. Always the case with big projects and big yeah, yeah. egos, consultants. Yeah, yeah definitely. Of course. Definitely, yeah. Um, and so, so, can you go to Korea? I guess, you know, yeah. I mean, Dallas is okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, and some of the team, they had already been in Korea yeah. for a while. So then we went to korea and then um a bunch of other and, and then I, I i was i kind of it's a bit of a haze but i was going back to amsterdam for a week or something first and yeah. whatever and that there was all sorts of hassle because i was that must have been tough though korea uh yeah because I, I was in korea we just stayed in five-star hotels actually oh wow <laughs> yeah, yeah so they just got um so it was very it was kind of nice i guess from the out from the outside oh you know yeah. you're staying in ritz carlton in uh, seoul or something like, yeah. for months at a time that kind of thing you know yeah. but it was very tiresome after the first week it was like so you basically burned out then yeah yeah you burn out i mean every day you're just oh okay what hotel buffet and then ah, so maybe you were the patsy there and this guy on the this this <laughs> i know we're, we're for these tough koreans <laughs> i know i know and um uh, we really did korean hours more so just because it was uh, so it's not nice working in korea uh you know, we, we, we make a lot of friends okay. like, on, on the team there. Probably from drinking. <laughs> yeah, drinking, lots of drinking. Yeah. We, we drank a little, we drank a lot. I, <laughs> do have to, I do have to say we drank a lot. I would feel the appreciation for tech would not be the same as Amsterdam, oh, yeah, the, the Valley, Boston. Oh, yeah, very different. I, it's it's so more, that, are you more monkeys and you must code this or yeah, how is no, it? Actually, it was, um, we were the consultants. So I'd say oh, okay. we, so we really were, were consultants. Okay, like, so you were treated as more a consultant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and so we worked with... Uh, High-level people there, okay. you know, including important people. So the people that implement. Yeah, and and so we were well. I, what we did was we, we sort of worked on the the prototype. Yeah, and then continued developing the important parts of it. But then we were really helping their team and ah, helping okay. their team take over in QA and um, working, in, leading their team in a yeah. sense. Yeah, um, and so did that for a while and did it end nicely. Uh, it ended very interestingly. Okay, so there's nice some thing. drama. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of drama. And 
I think actually did, this was all the co- all the consultants from uh from Richardson also went or yeah, just well all the consultants they, they we worked in Richardson but they were all um from actually they're all European actually oh, okay think about it yeah so yeah. one guy was the really smart guy was Belgian and then Miko was Finnish okay and then uh there were a couple. I think yeah, there are a couple dudes from Spain. Okay, well. so you're still working with the same team, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then it kind of just blew up. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> blew up. It was very interesting and blew up in interesting ways. And I think back what I said earlier was this is one part where I, I kind of regret how things happened, you know, mm-hmm. and some things that I did, I guess. Yeah. Do you do you ever um, think about resolving them? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think about that a lot. I'm I'm very fortunate that I'm. Um, uh, I'm still. We, we've even done projects for Egenic. And, uh, You're still uh, in touch I'll with talk, the founders. Yeah, in touch and yeah. talk to them. Not say not super often, but once in a while. And we worked on a project for them. So even. you're still on a working, yeah, yeah. friendly basis. Yeah, and you know, d- so, despite so, whatever happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that I I do uh, regret that and sort of how that turned out in a sense. Okay. Uh, with them. So and yeah, I, at some point. Um, I trying to undo some things or you know uh, payback for some of the mistakes I made. You know that th- those things yeah. still linger. Uh, yeah. Uh, till today. You know. So uh, th- there's a lot to unpack. So you know, I'll probably like write <laughs> about it. That, that comes with age. Uh, any on, on any tough problem you're solving. Yeah. You're something's just gonna blow up, and yeah. you're gonna probably not be ready to handle them at the time. Yeah. Combination of things, experience, yeah. maturity, mindset. Yeah. I, I, I hope, I hope now where I am looking back and with experience, um, from doing my own things yeah. that I kind of, that, that there was one kind of, if you ask me, I'll, I, I don't think I'll talk about it now, but I'll talk about it in private and then at some point okay. more publicly. But there's this one very pivotal kind of moment, singular moment where, um, I was under high pressure or something like that okay. to, 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 to make some decision. And then I, I think I made the, the wrong one, the wrong one, really. Um, yeah. E- even though in a sense things turned out, okay, I'm still here today. And so uh, on, damn, but I wanted to ask about that later. No, no but, uh, but <laughs> hey, cause the blog is on the web. So the, the there's a lot more. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but that, that was that one moment where, you know, cause you make a lot of, decision and choices right but this was that i I can it's still fresh in my memory where i can kind of tell shit i i should i should have and this was in 2012 so we're talking almost eight years past yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) and it's still lingering lingering on your mind i feel out of everything i mean at work you know if i go back to my early jobs yeah i've I've disagreed with other co-workers and i wouldn't say fought but we had arguments no this is a bad idea i don't think yeah yeah yeah. stuff that you know it's not weighed heavily on a conscience as battle scars yeah yeah yeah. and and this one was up till today i i I do hope like i can rectify it or fix it yeah i mean i've recently heard some cliche wisdom advice right without the without any pain you're not really growing yeah so the more the pain the the more you're going to grow as a person if you could actually reflect and, and accept that and then yeah, I think maybe part of the psyche would be good to try and resolve it. I, I personally think, but, you yeah, know, yeah. but as you still can learn and grow from it regardless. Yeah, yeah. That's so, right. so I yeah. think that's what I think. Basically, what I'm hearing that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. And and I, and I hope today I had to do the same thing. I feel now, obviously, I should. Yeah, have done this other fair enough thing. You know, fair enough. And, uh, You're gonna tease us and not tell us. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, one, I'll tell you. Well, like, maybe one day. Yeah, I'll you know, tell you personally. personally. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. 
So, okay. So that, that kind of brings you to the close of, of yeah, um, and then the, it, the birth of Snappy Mop now. Yeah, because yeah. the, the end of it was pretty much, you know what, we were making lots of money as consultants in yeah. Korea, but it was uh, very... Not, not good life. Not a good life. And that's a pretty long time, really. Yeah, 2005 well, to 2012. Yeah, long hours, you know, yeah. and, and so on. And very stressful political situations yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And we were on this team and this product. There was this very important piece of technology that um, needed to be used for the product. Yeah. It would either be our solution or this other team's okay, solution. I see, I see. And we literally had a contest inside a Faraday cage to, to see <laughs> who's... Uh, what? What, so what, what, what's the lesson and takeaway then here? What, someone, people are in this situation every day, yep. right? And of course, it will be up and down in your careers, yep. but you know, you're going to be facing this one day. So what's yep. the takeaway here? I mean, I don't know. L- looking back, I think I'd say the, the context might not be clean enough, but I, I think I'd say it could be uh, less ambitious or maybe satisfied with what it would be okay to be satisfied with what you already have for myself in that situation. Just think greed is a problem here. Yeah, it's a greed or ambition, that ambition you know, to, especially when someone puts it in front of you. Is it ego? Was this ego driven? I think maybe a bit as well, yeah. you know, because actually all the people I worked with that was, they were, t- you know, um, it's a bit self-serving. I'd say but they were really at the top of their game. Miko is one of the yeah. no, strongest engineers I've ever met, you know, and then this Peter, this other guy, he was really strong. Um, um, so that sort of being, at that level of the game, yeah, um, you, you really just want to do more or be better or show you're better or blah, blah, blah. That's a theme throughout your whole career, man. <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> Everything you're, you're facing, it, the people are always at the top. and they, So, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I guess that's lucky somewhere because you can see them and, you're, you know, if you had to rate them, you're like, I, I want to be as good as them, you know, because they, yeah. they, oh, they know this, you know, it seems so easy. Yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah. And I want to be that and yeah, yeah, so yeah. on. Um, and, and so... But I think that that's one situation where I kind of overstretched a bit mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of put yourself in this situation that um, makes you <laughs> you have to make very difficult choices prepared for, I guess. Uh, so that's yeah. one takeaway. And then was it worth it? Um, I mean, I'd say, well, very obviously burning out and going that far, I'd say from my perspective now I mean, no it's not worth it you know it, you know your your health is very important and so on but at the same time maybe it's a bit self-serving because that also gives you that experience you know? it's made you what you are now yeah yeah exactly so you know it, it's very easy to say oh you know obviously you should have really great life work-life balance and not do all these things and if you just, didn't have that yeah you know you're not you know, you're not here, right? So, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to do great things, you it's going to be hard. Yeah, push. Yeah. You have to be pushed to the limits yeah. and it's not going to be easy or comfortable. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can, I guess you can, but you know, what you can do in one year and grow massively, you'll probably take maybe a few decades, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And I, and I mean, I am into making good balance and honestly, I'd say to others because I, I can't actually say I have a good kind of balance myself even today because I'm just dealing with so much stuff yeah okay um but at the same time all these top-notch people i've worked with have yeah. been really good um they, they get really deep into something and know it really well and yeah you know you just don't get that with, you know an hour a day kind of thing that mm-hmm. it's just because they, they they were really immersed in this or they're just into it they're kind of built that way to do yeah it. yeah mm-hmm. they're wired that way so i i do think to a large extent you know without that drive it's really hard to get to a certain level 
How do you bring out the snappy mob then? Honestly, I don't, I think it's, for us, it'd be unrealistic to be, everyone must be as driven as that. So for us, the application would be more of what's our culture, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's the way I'd put it, which is we think these couple of things are important. We think software engineering is important. We think um, product design is important and we will drive really hard at it, you know, and uh, a lot of the team members, they're into that and they kind of share that. They align with that to varying degrees. And then sometimes uh, other people are less so. And I think I've sort of accepted that honestly okay. to some extent just because we end up being pretty happy with what we do for the most part um, do you ever worry that's going to separate you from what's from being good to becoming great um, yeah I, I think I mean look if you Gen X, for, yeah. for example my bosses will you know one of the top people in the world for PHP or something like that yeah. you know and so I, I, I don't think and, and you know some of my other teammates will that as well and you know I, I rather refocus on what I think we can be really mm-hmm. good at Fair, fair enough. Yeah, you're yeah. competitive edge. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, I'd say I'm very happy with some aspects of what we do. You know, overall level of, uh, care and culture in terms of do we care about developing good software, for example. Yeah. I'd say, uh, on average, just based on experiences from talking and so on, I'd say, uh, we care about it a bit more than other people around so here. You right? definitely have an edge then. Yep. yep. And maybe we can do it a bit better just because I feel all these things are important and I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, get my team to feel that way. It's, to buy in. To buy in yeah. as well. You know? Leave and it, yeah. That's, you know, if you buy the sort of premise that those are important, then yeah. we're already ahead of someone else who doesn't even know that those things exist maybe or think that yeah. those things are important you know and same with um uh product design you know um, yeah and so so I, I think we you know what ends up happening at least for us is we we push really hard at what we can um if you're asking me am i satisfied with where we are at for you know this aspect of what we do this aspect of what we do literally literally uh, my answer is almost nothing in terms of of course you could always do better right yeah yeah and I'm not even talking about the things that I know we're really bad at yeah. even now, but, yeah. um, you know, has not been something we've had the focus and energy to mm. focus on. I, there's a big list of these things that, um, yeah. you know, I know we have to do. Let's, 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 let's close off this section of this, yep. with this question then. Uh, when will you be satisfied with your team and what you have accomplished? Oh, I'm definitely, well, I guess I'd say I'm very satisfied with my team. Well, let, let, let's put it to the context of how you feel that what you started off with, mm-hmm. which was you, right. you, you get angry because it could be better and you need to, I mean, and, and you've seen what's better, you know what's better. Right. And you're, of course, you know, you're, you're, the team is great for where they are. But yep. can, can you resolve that feeling? Um, I think, uh, I think, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think it commented it two ways, which is what is, realistic in terms of expectations and i think now i'm more grounded there because mm-hmm. when we started um i mean miko, miko came here for a while as well he's no mm-hmm. longer with us it's been a long time now but um it was the technical co-founders were really really strong yeah. you know and to have any expectation I, but i mean we did have that expectation but now i can see now that's obviously unrealistic which is your team members will be you know maybe not as good as you are i mean relative to where you are the labor market the education the right um all the constraints basically right? yeah so yeah. there's so many constraints and so 
back then I, I was like really unrealistic about expectations and yeah. that's actually really toxic because you start maybe blaming people even what, yourself right yeah you blame yourself why don't you know this blah, blah, yeah blah. and it kind of uh, limits your plans as well because yeah. you're, you're saying no i just i just need to find maybe the right person or whatever and that that's why mm. we're, we're not there but so i think more recently past few years we're really calibrating a bit which is focus inward yeah, yeah focus on development and talent and growing yeah. it which is yeah. look um you know I don't use this pejoratively, but good enough. You know, we we, we yeah. want to be good enough, and we know we have. We're confident we have a pretty high bar here yeah. already internally. Yeah, and if it's good enough for us, it's uh, you know, I, I can literally say we care about some of our clients' products more than they care about themselves. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm so serious. About that's it. a little bit worrying, but I mean, it's yeah, part like, of the game for the business yeah, model. I mean, because the reason, I mean, some of the projects we do. You know, especially for a larger company, for them it's a project. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's not that. I see what you mean. You, you know, for you it's food on the table. It's yeah. feeding everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's, and for them it's a project that's not their company. You know, it's. Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's I a. See what you mean. Yeah, it's a complementary yeah. thing to whatever they're doing. But it's know? also your culture. You guys care. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think that's a main thing for us. Like yeah. we, we care, and maybe everything drives that a bit. Um, it's not necessarily structured. It's more sometimes if we see. Wow, this thing was not done in a good way. Even if like the client hasn't said anything about it, we're just no. It's 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 either embarrassing or it it just makes us like feel yeah feel bad. I don't know. You know, someone made the knife and it's slightly crooked, and yeah. no, you know, obviously, obviously, you don't want that. So I, I think that's the general sense of how we approach things. So so to put it concisely, mm-hmm. I I guess it's more uh, we care about what we do. Okay. And that, that's, I think, the, the, the main thing that can transfer over from past experiences. We, and we care about achieving a high level. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and you've pretty much been living that and you're growing it and you're scaling with yeah, it. So yeah, then, yeah. then that's why you could find peace. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty happy with the growth. Like at, at the start, right? It mm-hmm. was really tough to find... You know, when you look for people, right? You look for yeah. people who are talented, who look for people, you know, they also want to look for you and yeah. so on and so on. Um, and it's been getting a bit easier in terms of finding people who you, you think have lots of potential mm. that if you kind of immerse them is that because you, you your mind is now more open or? Uh, yeah I think so plus maybe we can identify okay yeah also more experience too okay. yeah a bit more and then we're um, we've got enough of uh, sort of HR marketing that you know it didn't seem you know uh very risky necessarily mm-hmm. a very risky thing to kind of join this yeah. small company you know it's more established now yeah if you, if you join a two-person company three-person yeah. company versus oh you've got 40 50 people yeah that seems you have okay. x amount of clients and yeah, money coming yeah. in yeah yeah and, and okay. so that that's that part's been noticeably improving in terms of well it seems a general pool of talent we have access to is encouraging Mm. you know but this is relative you know yeah. if you ask me versus the pool you have in amsterdam or something like, oh, it's, a, it's not nowhere close yeah you know no definitely um but we've adapted to the challenge i think and i guess in a sense you know you have your own advantage now if say we were to do this in netherlands you're competing with egenet <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and that would be much harder yeah, right? yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. in a sense you're kind of bringing egenet here but you're kind of adapting it yeah uh, and I you mean, found your own flavor i, I mean yeah. they are Honestly, the the founders are very inspirational yeah. to me because now I know how tough yeah. it is to 
do this thing yeah you yeah, know yeah. back then i was just oh here's the project work on the project you know, yeah, yeah, you work yeah, hard, yeah whatever you know but now i know for them to get to where they are have the team yeah at the level that they are manage it um the clients they have they, i mean they've got like <laughs> really a, a great a pool of clients you know yeah. um, brand names in europe i i know what what that means <laughs> yeah what yeah. the the effort you know how to close how to talk to them how to service them everything yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. yeah and i know the pain that yeah it's involved yeah. as well so um, you know I, I don't know super respectful yeah. well, i mean so i always get a lot of people wanting to build stuff and i guess this is the perfect you know if you're looking to build apps uh, you built a web platform for for our project right, but yeah. you could do i think your specialty is apps um yeah, yeah. interesting enough i mean we we've positioned ourselves we've since the start has really been focused on mobile apps yeah and stuff um but when you build a mobile app you generally just have to build the web side of things yeah, as well right. uh, especially in malaysia now the, the, our clients they just want one you know do everything go do yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. You know? but from revenue perspective I, i'd say actually we've kind of shifted to this most more of our revenue is coming from web, web apps uh systems and like systems. really business systems type things um, well, i think SaaS in general and b2b is underserved so yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and that's and honestly in terms of client space it's a lot easier for them to prove their value, which is, you yeah. know, hey, we need a business system for this, this internal process. And if you fulfill this yeah. thing we need, we will save X amount of money or yeah. increase our revenue this amount. And that, that's, yeah. that's the case. That's it. You know, they're, yeah. they're not trying to find, you know, product market yeah. or something like fair, that. Fair enough. Yeah. Different. So, I mean, if, uh, if a company is to build something, whether it be a system, an app or a website, how, how do they contact you? Um, I guess a website. Because there's a contact form there. So Snap, snappymob.com. Yeah. Yeah. Which is S N A P P Y M O B. Yeah. Dot com. And, uh, you know, you can just uh, ask for Alan. Yeah. Just ask for Alan. You know, yeah. You can put in okay. a referral code or something. Right. So the, space. <laughs> and, and I guess that's the, uh, the, the, the whole story of, of Alan, I guess, right? Yep. Uh, All right. Thank, thank you for sharing that. Hey, listeners. Thanks for listening to our first episode of 2021. Stay tuned for part two, where Alan gives any entrepreneur who deals with tech some practical and pragmatic advice. For part one, what can we learn? Alan had no crazy ambitions to rise to the top as a young child, a very normal, happy childhood where most of his needs were met. However, he had the raw talent, and when he decided to apply himself, solving hard problems consistently helped open more doors. And with his abilities and a bit of luck, with a bit of risk-taking, his, his career really took off. While Alan missed a few potentials of making some life-changing money from FactSet to PixelActive, he had no regrets as he chose experience compounding over monetary compounding to grow himself. Also, I feel that any hacker or developer who has accomplished a lot spent a lot of time building and tinkering away for a period of time, just like Alan, which allowed them to grow further. Make no mistake, this translates across all endeavors. Time and effort and digging a well of knowledge applied to problem solving are keys to developing springboards of growth. While we didn't get to hear the full story of his painful mistakes as a consultant for one of the largest telecom companies in the world, it's a common theme for anyone approaching entrepreneurship that pain is often unavoidable. But how you handle it and after the trauma is more important for your personal growth and development, and working on that often takes years. That can't be resolved immediately. In the end, Alan chose to follow the footsteps of his peers and colleagues that he admired at Eugenic from the Netherlands. A delicate balance of knowing what's realistic while pushing his high standards towards growth trying to be a top development agency in Malaysia. It's hard to see it, but you can strive for high quality and still have big impact in a healthy way. 
Alan is a great example of defining his own internal values and measuring his own success from them. Something I encourage all to follow. Please stay tuned for next week's episode. And as usual, if you enjoy the content, share it with your friends and family, send us feedback, help us review, or just contact me at alex at entrepreneursofasia.com.